0: hey buddy how's it going
1: good good how are you
0: i'm 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 very good i'm in a good mood i had a had a full day
1: (laughs) yeah so did you just do the talk today
0: yeah like a couple hours ago um it's pretty late and i biked on my way here and i'm sweaty mess wow Uh, that's commitment yeah i did a talk today uh so i i did a talk at the design wait uber design nights it's a meetup here in amsterdam uh, hosted by Uber Design Team, <laughs> makes and sense. And <laughs> It's <was> like <laughs> right, uh, and it's it's a uh, it's uh, they do it four times a year. This is my second time at it, and this ho- this event was previously hosted and organized by um, by Fem Femke, mm-hmm. and uh, you know now that she's she moved to Toronto, I believe Canada. Uh, now this was like the first the first edition, you know, post Fem, and the Uber Design Team did a good job. It's a good event. Nice. So, yeah. I also, in the morning, <laughs> got a tattoo. It Was a very like what um unplanned thing. Like there's this artist that friend of the show, Mac, uh, told me about her. She's incredible. Uh it's like a local artist. Actually, she's Portuguese, like small world. Um been a whole session talking in Portuguese. It's the most <laughs> Portuguese I've talked to in a long time.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: And like it's it's you know, she's pretty busy, so it takes a couple of weeks, months to you know, in advance to book session but i saw this monday this past monday I saw like someone had canceled so she had a small opening uh today and i was like hey i want to take that opening is are you still <laughs> is it still available and she's like yeah fill in the thing and all of a sudden i had to decide what kind of tattoo i wanted something that i was not prepared <laughs> oh wow and i sent a bunch of like i thought it was like oh i'm gonna nail this i'm gonna like give a cool brief like you know uh, uh detailed enough brief that the, the the artist knows what i want but also vague enough that the artist has some freedom right <laughs> to, you know <laughs> to be creative and stuff i was like i'm gonna nail this i'm gonna be their favorite client uh <laughs> and then they said oh that's actually all the examples that you sent us that's not the style of the artist so sorry and i'm like wait wait wait! no 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 but i want that artist's style that's wait how much did you for.
1: knew this artist before <laughs> You decided they had a tattoo. From no, her. I mean, so all the
0: examples that I sent is not necessarily in that style. Oh, okay. I was like trying to pick right. up things that I liked about other just, okay. styles, Um and she's like, mm, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, uh, I want her style, like that's why I want mm. a tattoo with her, and then I quickly on took you know picked up my iPad, Procreate, and I draw, <laughs> I drew like something like something along these lines, literally. Wow. Um, <laughs> And I sent them, and so I kind of designed my tattoo, you know, and properly like made it look good. Uh, right, and I'm really happy how it turned out. But it was like very, you know, spontaneous thing. I think that's how I had to do it because otherwise, tattoos are just paralyzing. You that's know? crazy. Yeah. If I, I books, if I book a session like six months in advance, I have six months to convince myself not to do it, <laughs> uh. <laughs> talk my talk my way out of it. So in this way, I. Managed to do it. So I did that in the morning and then worked a little bit in the afternoon, talking at night, but, you know, full day.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, can I see, Where is that tattoo, actually? <laughs> Let me ask that first <laughs> before I ask if I can see it.
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't thought of that. Well, you know. Yeah.
1: No. Can you see it? Ooh, yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. So
0: I tweeted, like, design system, but for your tattoos. I, w- I was just partially kidding because <laughs> the idea was that... So this is like, I wanted to do something related to me moving to Amsterdam. That That's what it's supposed to symbolize because it was like a checkpoint, you know, mm-hmm. a big moment in my life, whatever. Um, so I wanted something that symbolized Amsterdam, but I also wanted like a cool pattern right. that I could reuse and every tattoo that i make it's on the same arm like the goal is like hey just you know (laughs) this is a tattoo arm quote-unquote ruin this single (laughs) body part (laughs) you know um but eventually like if i just keep doing this eventually i guess i'll I'll get a like a sleeve Mm -hmm. and i kind of want this pattern which is just dotted lines whatever to like fill in the blanks if that makes sense
1: okay so this
0: this tattoo was like designed with like a pattern as like a background texture that I could reuse. Interesting. In other tattoos. Right. So. So design system,
1: but for, for your tattoos. That is very was, cool.
0: Yeah. Nice. Kind of kidding, not kidding. Anywho, how's your day? How's your week? How are you?
1: Uh, it's been good. It's been uh, trying to wrap up the year. Um, last week was actually like the sort of biggest week of the month. Uh, where we had um our Montreal design club event and I was giving a talk there and my co founders were giving talks as well and we had friends nice. like we basically like flipped the format where typically like we're hosting and we're inviting speakers on stage this time around we asked some uh people who come to the meetup to go and host the event uh at our place and then we were the the speakers
0: Whoa! Um,
1: and they did an amazing job it was so much fun uh I really liked it so now that that's that is cool out of concept. the way, yeah, I have like <laughs> I have cleared the decks <laughs> uh, and can actually get uh, some other projects out the door. So, yeah, pretty fun. That is awesome.
0: I if the, if we have listeners that live in Montreal and they haven't been to the Montreal Design Club, like, come on, just just do it. Because from the outside, from you know, someone who cannot attend, really, uh, <laughs> realistically, I should say, for now. Um, <laughs> From what I can see there is pand. Uh Amsterdam's Montreal Design Quote. <laughs> uh, That's a nice range. Yeah, to it. no, but like from what I can see, I think uh the, the the polish of that, like as a meetup, as an event, as a group, as a thing, as a brand, is top notch. Like it's really high quality and uh you know, not that I'm surprised uh knowing the people involved, but um yeah so if anyone has listened to this and still hasn't
1: yeah what are you doing
0: just yeah just do it
1: but yeah it's it's funny like every every event pretty much like i have like one new person who comes up to me and they're like hey uh, actually i (laughs) listen to the podcast as well i'm like oh that's super cool um so yeah it's really fun we're uh that's awesome cross uh how do you say it like cross contaminating the audience or whatever <laughs> i don't know if that's the right way to say it but. sounds
0: terrible <laughs> but i get what you mean yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's yeah. like a crossover audience crossover. crossover there you go yeah or cross-contamination <laughs> i get it uh also by the way shout out to the people who listen to to the show and i met at the event tonight i i would if i remember your names and stuff i would Give you a shout out i I'm sorry, I remember Pedro like my friend Pedro, and also a friend of the show. um shout out Pedro. I promised so anyway, cool should we do should we do the show? Should we do this? Should we do this podcast?
1: Thing? Let's get to it. I think we have some follow up
0: We have some quick follow up uh last week, well, was it last week? last episode uh we briefly like i I went over some of the things announced at the local sketch meetup in where c e o Peter uh, announced. Uh, some like new features and in that conversation one thing that we brought up was the fact that you know Elephant in the Room Sketch does not have or at the time of that recording uh, hasn't announced anything related to like same file online collaboration and where you have multiple cursors you know same you know multiple people working on the same file yada 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 and I mentioned that I wasn't sure that if if that was in their plans from conversations that I had or stuff that i've heard uh, i wasn't sure that that was something that they were um planning on pursuing i guess and of course that immediate was immediately um outdated information because <laughs> uh, they the sketch launched a new like they they, they launched a blog post and where they detailed some of the achievements and like, it's more of like a ear in review thing mm-hmm. and they also shared a video um with uh I don't know what i call this like a plan for twenty twenty like some of the some features that they are uh, working on, and i guess they're comfortable in now in a position in where they're comfortable enough to pre announce it i guess you know it's always a risk um you know uh, if if people can learn from envision and in where they <laughs> they would famously announce uh, pre announce products that would a either you know never come live ever or just delayed to ages. So it's always a risk that they take, but I feel like this was a, re- a risk. If this is indeed something they're working on, they it was probably a good move to announce this because it's one of those things, like people are jumping ship to Figma um, because of this feature, right? It's like, and, and if you're like a big fan of Sketch and you kind of don't want to you know, switch tools, but this is a, like a, a big enough feature that would, compel you slash force you to switch uh knowing that they're working on on uh, the same feature might be a good deterrent you know like might keep you around um so smart i was surprised i'm happy that they're doing it um and yeah i mean i don't know when they're going to ship it but it's cool we're going to put a link in the show notes for that video so it's three new things that they announced um apart from the inspector thing on the, on the web it's checks, which is a brand new feature I believe in in design tools I think at least that I'm aware of, so you can it, it's effective like the same code tests right um but for design, so if you're if you have weird spacing or something or if you have a uh, design with like a very small font size like you won't you won't pass the check. I don't know what this actually means, but you can't save the file, not sure,
1: yeah, and like um, how how does this work exactly like do you have to does the developer have to take a screenshot then upload it? Then how does it, like, match it up? <laughs> Not sure. I assume
0: it's, like, on save or whatever.
1: On save of what?
0: Probably, like, you know how when you have missing fonts, you have a little alert? You're probably going to have a little, like, alert saying, hey, three checks didn't pass or
1: whatever. Right, but, like, how how can they tell that? How can they say that? Because I think... Isn't, isn't the idea that, like, the developer gets the sketch handoff thing and then they will start copy-pasting some stuff? Um, oh, wait, wait. No, this, this is a different thing. Oh, okay. No, no, but, like... It's a
0: different feature. It's like it's... code tests, but for your design file, your sketch file. So, for example, the examples of, of uh, t- checks that they shared is, like, typeface not in shared library or label text too large for this layer or character spacing is too narrow or the way is too thin, you know? A lot so of but where, related.
1: Like, so you're, you think that this will come up in your design file as you're designing? I
0: think so. I think so. Like you specify probably like rules, you know, like, hey, uh, font size shouldn't be smaller than 14 or 12. And so if a designer in your team is designing mock-up and they have font size like, you know, eight points, you get a little thing saying, hey, this font size does not comply. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Like, uh, again, uh, the, the devil is in the details. So we're going to see how they actually implement this, but that's cool. So, you know, the, it's it's that. And then, I guess, a lot of improvements to prototyping and then the the collaboration thing.
1: Cool. Yeah. Um, collaboration Exciting. cannot come soon enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's all. We have a follow-up, uh, again, link for that one-minute uh, video in the show notes.
1: Yeah. Okay, so you have a thing here in the show note that you put in that just says guilt as a metric. And I I hope I'm not like revealing any punchlines or anything, but I'm very curious about this.
0: (laughs) You are not revealing any punchlines. So I put this here. I don't know if this qualifies as like main topic for the design podcast, (laughs) but this is not even a design podcast anymore. Who are we kidding? Um, Last night, I went to watch Parasite. Finally. Uh, I Finally. So much <laughs> I have so much <laughs> We'll talk about, about it after. <laughs> yeah. In my defense, uh, it's hard to... Like, Parasite is, spoilers, a South Korean uh, movie. Uh, so, you know, the actors don't speak English. Um, meaning that if I, w- I just go to any regular uh, theater here, I'm going to see uh the people speaking uh korean south korean and with dutch subtitles <laughs>
1: oh. not a fun experience
0: <laughs> so i have to go like the specific you know expat friendly <laughs> theaters with english subtitles and they don't have like it, anyway it's not you don't have a lot of sessions right so it's complicated <laughs> yes but second the real reason uh freddie friend of the show uh, we had a couple of shows mm-hmm. she, she was on the show before. Uh, Freddie uh, wanted to watch a movie with us, and so she it was hard to find a time that worked for everyone. So I'm gonna blame her that it took (laughs) us so long, but we did. But so (laughs) it's okay, okay.
1: we still still managed to watch it this year,
0: yeah. Uh, it leaves theaters today, actually. Today's the last day, so you know, just (laughs) (laughs)
1: Just, by one day. Had you had anything spoiled in this film yet, or no, like by the time you've seen it, like. Have you I saw heard the trailer. A lot of things. Oh, and you watch the trailer. All right, that's Fair all. Enough, that's all I had.
0: Which I think I did a good job because, sure, it tells you something. Because you need a trailer, right? You can't release a movie without trailer, and the trailer can't just be like, "I won't tell you have to watch it. Um, I so. mean, I
1: think you could like that would be an interesting strategy, but I I don't know of any movie that has opted to do that.
0: Recently. Yeah, because not they have no marketing. You know, you know. Anyway. Uh so yeah but but we can talk about the movie um in a second we need to you know sound <laughs> the spoiler horn and stuff um but what what was i saying last night went to watch uh, parasite with freddy beforehand we had a conversation and so one of the things that i was talking uh me debs and freddy was <clears throat> about laziness and um guilt in where like as we're getting older and we're we're focusing more on ourselves and our uh, mental health and our you know self care and stuff, one thing that I feel like a lot of people that I know is focusing on is like making an effort to feel less guilty about not working as much on side project as you once about you know sleeping in or like feeling guilty because they're not doing enough social things or you know they stayed all they stayed home all weekend watching Netflix and then they feel guilty it's in this specific conversation was also uh, tied to laziness and though know, you know if you're lazy and then you feel guilty because you're lazy. you're lazy
1: what is um, lazy really
0: <laughs> exactly that's how we started the conversation <laughs> uh, but so and that's why I'm not Bringing lazy as like the topic, uh, but I feel like guilt is big disclaimer. I have no idea what I'm talking about, um, so don't don't quote me. I'm not, I'm no scientist, but I feel like guilt is a defense mechanism, um, for yourself. So so you don't do the same mistakes again, or you don't, or you change the way you act. If you're feeling guilty about something you did, then. You probably don't want to do that anymore, right? Um and it's a it's a weird balance in where in one way guilt is a bad thing. Because usually you feel guilty about something you did in the past. So what's done is done. So why the hell are you even feeling guilty guilty in the first place? Because that doesn't it's not gonna fix anything, right? It's not gonna change anything. Um so just stop feeling guilty about stuff that you did. Uh I think it's it's great for your mental health. <laughs> at at the same time guilt is that and that's why i said guilt as a metric cuz like that guilt is what you need to keep your behavior and the things you do and, and how you live your life in check cuz if i spend if i spend the whole week doing nothing and i don't feel guilty about it then i probably will do it again and spend more weeks without doing anything being lazy being whatever um and that is like something that you might not want. So if I had to choose, like I don't want to get rid of guilt. Um, I need guilt to like keep me in check. It's it's a very weird balance because, you know, guilt as a thing is, is a bad <laughs> right. feeling to have. Oof. Hmm. So and that's how you design mock-ups. You know, that you bring that into your design. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Just kidding.
1: But um, I mean, I kind of get where you're going with this. I wonder if like, you it's it's kind of this idea of like you have the carrot or the stick and like i feel like guilt is the stick in this situation like could you have the same motivation be hmm. driven not by guilt but by pleasure and fun of doing these projects like would wouldn't that be enough because to me guilt it's like eh, it's sort of like you're it's like you feel bad for doing something or not doing something because of others versus like if if you don't want to feel something if you don't want to do something then you shouldn't be guilty about it because then you're like i didn't want to do that i didn't do it and therefore great like <laughs> you know
0: right uh, i wouldn't say it's just four or two others it's guilt is very closely tied to expectations right you have you have your own expectations. If you don't meet them, you feel guilty because you didn't meet them. Um, I think it's very common in our industry. Mm-hmm. Hey, just to make this relevant to the podcast <laughs> so people don't unsubscribe. Uh, I think it's very common in in our industry to to see like extreme motivation and really high expectations as, I don't want to say the norm, but something that you should strive in. you know, try to achieve Mm -hmm. you should you know there's this workaholic mentality that it's praised and seen as something good something you should you know you should have uh so so i do (laughs) i do feel this is kind of weird but like i feel guilty for not working as much as i kind of wanted wished uh hoped Uh, on side projects but i've also been feeling guilty for for example not finishing video games (laughs) which is you know like so stupid when you think about it but like i bought video games that i really you know when i got them i was really looking forward to playing and i haven't and i feel guilty for not playing video games and it has happened in where i'm like okay dude just sit down and play for an hour. At least you'll do some <laughs> progress in the game. And it's like, what is this life?
1: <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I'm being forced to play this goddamn video game that I need to finish. Um, do you want to know <laughs> how many hours I played on PS4? <laughs> oh
0: my God. Just the fact that I even, I had forgotten that you had a PS4. I want to <laughs> say like v- v- very few.
1: <laughs> I think the number is n- no more than two. <laughs> Like ever? Yeah, ever, like total.
0: That is so okay, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to feed the monster. Like wow. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um so I do get that like the idea of this sort of guilt. But on the other yeah. hand, I kind of feel like I just want to be like, well, screw that. Screw everything. Screw what people th- think of me. Screw what I the image I make of myself that is not real like I think you know the same way that we how we project ourselves on social media like Instagram like Twitter and all these things it's like that is not the real us like I feel like the idealized version of myself that I have in my head is also not me like it's not not possible it's not doable and uh like ultimately I have to think of Okay, what is the thing that makes me happier and like what I've discovered and honestly like I'm not like disappointed that I bought this PS4 that I basically never used. Um cuz I cuz I don't think you can like really know un- until you try, right? Like hmm. that was a big question for a long time and I think I not that I felt guilty of not having a PS4, which sounds really silly, but like um <laughs> you kept talking about like how games make you really happy and you know how you're exploring all these types of arts in, through video games and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i every time i felt this like this desire to like, be like oh there's this, yeah it's, it's this thing that i'm kind of missing out you know and mm-hmm. i was like all right like now's the time like let me go and let me try it let, give this a real shot and i tried it and i was like nope that's not for me <laughs> i'm just not i just can't get myself interested and if i have the choice of like watching tv or reading a book or designing something i will choose everything other than playing a video game and so it was like okay like i mean this was a couple hundred dollars but it's like now i can check this off the list and like every time that people (laughs) talk about the cool ps4 video game i can be like oh yeah like that is a thing that a lot that is totally valid that a lot of people like but that is not for me you know (laughs) like cool now i know that about myself um i don't know i think it is like an interesting lens to look at the world of what do you feel guilty about and i think i do feel that sometimes of like not pushing side project as far as i think i could or i should like that is something that that i feel sometimes that it's like if i really put in a lot of effort into this like i could make this so much better and yet (laughs) i see myself like watching tv and stuff like that like you know and it instead and it's like i don't know like i think i we have to be okay with some of that um i also feel like there's it's kind of wrapped up with like you know you talked a little bit about that you know that workaholic culture and stuff like that but um (laughs) i found this thing also sometimes of like you know like i'm we're all really busy and there's we're i mean i can speak for for myself but i think it's true for you too but like we're lucky enough to have like opportunities that sometimes present themselves or like ideas of, of projects that we want to do of things that we want to try that could be interesting and I'm finding myself like having to say no to some of these things more and more often um, and sometimes it's like even you know some people want me to do client work or something like that and I'm like oh like this sounds like a super interesting project but I will have to say no and it kind of kills me because I'm like this sounds like something that would be super fun right like this seems like a cool idea this is a cool project like great people you know but yeah i know that i can't take this on like that it will be too much and i find like the thing i always end up saying is like uh i don't really have time you know but it's like i don't have time doesn't mean that there is literally no time in the day (laughs) like because i think it's it's easy for us to be like well what if you spend a little bit less time watching netflix or what if you spent a little bit less time doing this or doing that but it's like i think that relic relaxation time of just hey i'm kind of doing nothing right now is important and so I've been seeing this, like, the value even, like, at work of, like, I would sometimes, like, cram, like, full, like, entire days that is just, like, back-to-back meetings and, like, stuff happening and, like, work sessions and workshops Mm -hmm. and all crammed in together into that one day and feel like I can do all of this or I can have a day that has some more holes, right? And it's, like, I will be able to power through the full day that's, like, super intense. But there is value in having those breaks and those times where, like, I mean, you're still working, but it's maybe like a, a slower pace where you have more time to like reflect and think. And I think that's the same thing for our lives of like, I can't be one spend 100% of my time working. <laughs> like, I can't just be producing, whether it's content or design or stuff like that. Like, all the time and i think that's to me that's something that like for my kind of personality like took a while to accept because i think like one way to approach this problem is say well i am very good at this one thing <laughs> right and so how do i and we've talked I think we've talked about this a little bit, but like how do I delegate or automate all everything else of <laughs> like what if I yeah. never cook right like i can if i instead of taking the time that I cook during a week and work on design projects i will and and let's say I just order food every single day, right like I'm sure like there's a way to make that equation come out ahead where it's like at the end, I will have never made any food and I will have more money. <laughs> and, like, do I like doing design work? Yeah, I do. Right? Like, I actually like it. But I think, at least for me, I have realized that there, it can be too much. Right? Like, that, that I need yeah. time. And I actually like cooking, even though, like, sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it, it's more of a chore. Like, I need that mental space and that mental break. That, like, makes me want to go, go back to my desk after or whatever and, and do some, some more work. And I need that kind of, like, it's almost like you're, uh, you're a battery. Like, you need to recharge and then you need to use the energy. <laughs> but if you're only using the energy and never recharging, then you're going to run out.
0: Yeah. And if you zoom out and then, okay, not just focus on the work and you try to balance that with other things with charging the batteries what <laughs> like video games social interactions you know hanging out with friends and stuff spending time and dedicating you know investing time in in your family in your connections in your relationships uh if you have a partner that that relationship and that part of your life as well and if you even zoom out, like bring in interests. I'm really into cinema and cinematography as a thing and like TV. And I really enjoy that art. So I also want to spend more time in that. And I've been finding myself in where some of these things that were being used as like they were they were a charger before. Now are also, <laughs> you know, using a battery. Right. Like the, I gave the games as an example. Games was something that I used to do. And I still do uh, as like a way to recharge, you know, just uh, get my brain on like the, you know, uh, slower lane and just enjoy and like the moment. And but sometimes playing video games can feel like I'm using energy, like I something I want to mm. do, something I need to do because I want to beat this game because apparently the ending is really good. it feels more like homework same thing with like movies Mm. i really enjoy watching movies and tv but like sometimes i'm so into it i'm so analyzing the screenplay and like the acting and trying to decode what the director wants us to feel and honestly sometimes i i'm tired you know it's like it feels like i spent energy doing this that was before you know a way to charge energy Mm -hmm. charge energy charge batteries um so, what this you, is
1: this where do you think like the that switch like flips like what makes it so that like hey, video games used to be a thing that I really love, and then and maybe it's not just like a time thing, maybe it's also like it depends on a certain type of variable, certain moments um, what makes it sometimes an activity that recharges your batteries versus sometimes an activity that takes some of your energy? I don't know
0: the answer. I don't know. It it feels like I I don't know what makes it you know fall into camp A or camp B. But I do feel like if it's something that you would naturally do, like you didn't decide to do. Well, that's a loaded, you know, that's a, that's a very vague thing. You can't really tell. But like, if I feel like okay, I'm going to play this game because I I have to or I want to finish it or like Parasite was an example in where Parasite was a movie that I've heard, you know, good reviews. People keep telling me that, Hey, you have to watch this. You recommended. And you know, if it has the layout recommendation of the week, uh-huh. you know, it's a good thing. <laughs> um, I knew that, uh, it like, you know, I didn't have a lot of time still to watch it if I wanted to catch it in theaters. And it was like, I also had to, because Freddy, you know, we were we were going to watch it together. I had to also do some kind of just basic scheduling and trying to find a time <laughs> right. that would fit us both. And, like, honestly, watching Parasite, like, I, I spent energy.
1: <laughs>
0: it was something that I...
1: As soon as it goes on the to-do list... <laughs>
0: yeah so <laughs> pretty much like i one I enjoyed that movie a ton, like my favorite movie of the year so far uh so far, the year is done uh so you know it was I enjoy it do and don't regret I don't feel guilty for doing it um but I was feeling guilty when i when I didn't watch it all the time that you know it took until I watched it, I was feeling guilty. Cause it was so at the end of the day in terms of energy- you know energy wise I ended up with a negative balance. I don't know. So I guess something that would recharge energy is something that you don't plan or you don't, I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't know where to draw the line. But like if I'm just staying home, if I'm at home and like I have nothing to do on a weekend, let's say Sunday. I was just thought, oh, do you want to watch something? I'm oh, sure. Like that feels like it's just whatever. I am I am recharging energy. If mm-hmm. I do a lot of that, just like, oh, I guess I'll play Pokemon, you know, whatever, and I'll, <laughs> but then like I am charging my batteries but then at the end of the day i'll be like i'm gonna feel guilty because i didn't use that time to do other things (laughs) you know this is oof, this is a man life Mm. what a what a journey huh
1: (laughs) have you considered like sort of setting expectations for yourself or something like this because i feel like when i'm in similar situations i tend to like want to try and i haven't tried to do this for myself either but like um you know, it's like, well, then set a schedule. Like, I I feel like there are some moments in my life, at least, where I feel like I'm looking at something somewhat objectively. Like, we're having this conversation right now. Like, we're being sort of, like, retrospective and, like, analyzing, like, how do we act in all these situations? And, like, mm-hmm. what do we feel is, like, reasonable and what isn't? Because, like, when we're in the moment and feeling that guilt... That's not the time, right? Like, where it's already too right. late. So, like, right? Is there is there a way that you could say like, okay, I have X amount of time that is like allotted to video games for a week, and I have X like, okay, on that night and that night, this is my side project time, and then when I complete these these days, then I have like. I've fulfilled my expectations, right? Like I have, I have met the requirements, and then the rest of the time is belongs to me, right? Like, is that something that you've thought of doing?
0: That is something that does not work for me. I've tried it Mm. because it doubles down on the guilt if I don't follow through. Oh, because if I set a schedule in where, like, Friday nights, video game time from 10 p.m. to (laughs) whenever you're sleepy uh video game time and if i don't feel like it in the you know in the moment i'm like damn it but it's on my schedule like, I video should game play video game now, you know right. so <laughs> so that doesn't work for me uh all power to you if that works to you uh i wish it did
1: i mean but, i think it really depends right like yeah um the the example i was thinking is sometimes like you're at work and you're like oh like i really want to take this course or whatever and it's like i never do that and it's like Mm -hmm. as soon like as soon as you put it in the calendar it's like well on this on this day it's on the calendar so i have to spend that one hour watching this course or whatever you know Mm -hmm. um but i agree that like for managing your life is maybe a bit much (laughs) um yeah I also feel like it, it's it's kind of this weird thing of how you need like empty space. <laughs> and it's almost like yeah. as, soon, as soon as you put the empty space in the calendar, it doesn't become <laughs> empty space anymore. Like it becomes like a a boxed in thing that you have to do and yeah.
0: The so the kind of I guess to to end on a also a positive note cuz there's one solution to all of this and I bet some listeners are screaming at their phones or whatever computers or whatever those podcast, cars uh don't scream at your electronics by the way but anyway but it was like one thing that you could just say is like hey just don't think about it and do whatever you want and feel like it that's the thing and that's like my conversation with freddie was kind of round around this like she would just say hey if if i you know if I, if I wake up and you want to sleep in and just like if you can if you're a freelancer or whatever or if you don't have a job, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. if you want to stay in bed until <laughs> until Step one, go to your job. <laughs> if you want to sleep in, just just do it. And if you don't feel like going out and hanging out with friends, just, then don't. And if you feel like designing and working, then do. You know, it's right. and then you do have no pressure and you have no guilt because you're just doing whatever. Um, but like there is a positive to this guilt is because it keeps you on your toes and it keeps you in check with the, your own expectations that you set for yourself um and so probably it's like the, the you just have to recalibrate your expectations um a little bit so as with everything in life the answer is probably somewhere in the middle and where you just can't do whatever you feel like at the moment and don't really follow through or set expectations or plans or goals and also be okay feeling uncomfortable and sometimes doing something that you wouldn't naturally want to do right? like hey I don't want to work on this side project but I do want to ship it one day so I want to work on it right like I am going to work on it right now right it's, mm-hmm. there's a balance somewhere in the middle you know uh, that I'm I haven't found yet for myself
1: yeah i mean i'm certainly not like the best example of all of this like but s- some s- some ideas that have been useful to me in those situations like two things that i tell myself like one is <laughs> that's gonna sound super cliche but like be kind to yourself right like mm-hmm. if i've been hosting like an event and i come home at like past midnight or whatever it's like i will sleep in the next morning and mm-hmm. like that will be fine, you know. That <laughs> just like, look, I can't, I can't just do everything at the maximum, and then not expect to, you know, have something have to give. Like it's, I feel like I have to trade, up, like, make some trade-offs in life and make some choices. And it's like, well, if I wanted to do this, then this is the outcome. And I think the second one that's related to this that I like often tell myself is don't, don't be a superhuman basically. <laughs> but it's like, cause I can't like, you can be a superhuman and like work a full day. Like then at the end of the day, like get on a plane, go to this, go to like travel to Toronto, have like a, a dinner planned and have then another plan with some friends for drinks and then the next day have like full day and then like you can cram a lot of things and do a lot of stuff but what happens there is like you're just kind of like destroying yourself on the inside and so Mm -hmm. like i try to get better at recognizing like am i trying to be a superhuman here (laughs) um and if i am then i try to like make some changes accordingly and it's this kind of thing of like okay, so you want to add something and start doing something new that you weren't doing before. It's like, okay, what do I stop? <laughs> like, what do I stop doing? And, like, some some things, like, also for me, like, uh, regarding work, I used to travel a lot more uh, and go to Tro- Toronto pretty often um, when I was leading a, a team in Toronto. But, like, um, what I would do is I would actually Book travel during work hours, because like oftentimes it's like it's kind of easy to say for someone like on the other end to be like, oh, like we'll have a meeting here and it'd be great if like you came over so that we do it in person. I'm like, great, awesome. Which one of these meetings you want me to cancel while I travel? Because I can't just spend that time, like all my my time that I'm not working, like by actually be traveling. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think it's like we need to be more conscious of the trade offs in our life, and that it it kind of goes back to this idea that there is never more time, right, and your time will always be fully utilized like there's there's like you never really have nothing right like even yeah. Even when you have, quote unquote, nothing, it's like you end up watching TV, you end up reading books, you end up blah, 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 like. They you will
0: don't schedule coma time. <laughs>
1: yeah, like you will always be... Yeah, exactly, like you will always be finding stuff to put there. And so I we'll just have to recognize, okay, what do I want to, what do I want to trade off? And you have to value the things that are not going to. That you're not going to be able to put in your on your website. The stuff that you're not going to be able to put on your resume. The stuff that's not going to look good on your Instagram. like These things are still important.
0: Preach. Boom. Kevin, should we do recommendations? Let's do it. And yeah. then maybe talk Parasite on uh, yes. Upside Down. I'm so
1: excited. <laughs> okay, so my Hello. recommendation this week is this uh, YouTube channel which is also, like, a website, so you can check the website as well. <laughs> uh, but it's called Bon Appetit. And I don't know why I've learned about this only recently. Um, I think it was someone who was talking about it on, on Twitter or something. But, my goodness, I've never been someone who's, who's been, like, uh, watching a lot of cooking shows and stuff like that. <laughs> like, I've, I find, like, I've watched some of them. But, uh, but this, I just, like, started watching the, the videos on YouTube. I find the crew is so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they're all super awesome. And like the way that they approach cooking, I think is really interesting where like uh, they often do these sort of challenges. So like, for example, I saw one video where uh, they give a bunch of like these, I don't know if you call them the chefs, but they're sort of they They make recipes for the website um, yeah, sure. and they give them like a bunch of ingredients and they're like, okay, with these ingredients, you have to figure out what the actual recipe was and make that dish. Um, and so they take a, a a bunch of them and then you can kind of see like, okay, which one is like zeroing in on the right recipe um, and like how they're using the same ingredients in totally different ways, um, which is really interesting. They also have a bunch of videos around recreating something that already exists. So the first one was like this kind of burger and it was like, blindfolded and like kind of has to like taste each element and try to like come up with okay what is in this burger what kind of cheese like and then figure out okay how do i get the right texture um they also recreated uh crispy cream donuts uh i was like okay how do we repre- um, recreate this and they talk a lot about i find the um the sort of like principles behind the recipes. So it's not just like here's how you make cookies or whatever. It's like here's the different variables. And if you put a little bit more of this, this is, is what will happen. Like what are the the thinking behind all of these things? And so I've been really enjoying it and like nerding out about it. So it's really good.
0: I love one I have a tea. I love their videos. Uh just to add a little- A little bit more of that is, uh, I think what 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 makes the this crew cast, I guess you could call it, (laughs) whatever. Yes. Like, because the crew is what sells it, right? And I think it's what makes the show. The thing about them is that it's in a casual enough setting that you know when you're watching, uh, I'm going to call it the more conventional, traditional cooking shows, the chef whoever is cooking. It's like if it can fall in one or two camps, either they know their shit and like they're super prepared and rehearsed, and they're showing you how to do something and they're like untouchable, you know perfect, or they're silly people who don't know how to cook and like haha entertainment uh like nailed it <laughs> <laughs> um this one is like it's 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 super well balanced it's like they know their stuff right they're they're not in inco- they know how to cook, they're really good at what they do, but you see the process you see them figuring it out right you see them like you see them failing if you, yeah. you see them like I, I don't know and you know it's not about achieving that that perfection you know that instagram uh alter ego <laughs> it's it's very real and they're very they're just they they seem feel like nice people to hang out with and they're funny and so it's a very diverse uh, group of people so it's it's pretty cool, yeah. It's it
1: and it's really funny. Like ever since I discovered this, I just now see people talking about it all the time. i have kind of like, oh, oh yeah. my god,
0: like it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty big on Twitter. <laughs> where was
1: I? And there's these uh, <laughs> meme accounts and stuff like that. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. this is like, like we this need a huge thing that I was not aware of.
0: <laughs> like recently, people have been doing some investigation. Like they found that Claire has like her engagement ring. And like, mm. oh my God, Claire, like we're so happy for her. There's this meme like protect Claire because <laughs> you, I think it was on the Krispy Kreme episode. She <laughs> put her hand on the, like the blender, the blend mix. Thing, uh. the mixer. Uh, <laughs> like, we have to protect Claire. Uh, so anyway, it's, it's cool. Good show. Good recommendation. Uh, my recommendation this week is a movie marriage story. So it's everyone has heard of it. It's a Netflix uh, movie. It's it stars uh, Scarlett Johansson and uh, Adam Driver, um, and Calo Ren. and Laura <laughs> Dern. Yep, uh, <laughs> this movie is is incredible. Uh, it was before I watched Parasite, my favorite movie of the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> more on that later. And uh, it's it's it has incredible incredible writing. So much that like it feels so real, not surreal. So space real. Um, in a way that movies, if they're too real, they don't work. Like movies need, you know, when you're writing a script, they need to be extraordinary in a way. Because if it's just too really mundane, like mundane, it's not entertaining. So this writing was just so real, so good that it felt weird at points. And it was so real that I. By the way, it's it's about you know a marriage story, hence <laughs> the name. More specifically, a divorce. It's about a divorce of these two characters. Um, and, and it's so real that I, I I was convinced like whoever wrote this they had they have to be a couple that probably went through the like how can you write so how can you how can you write these like this this woman character and this uh, man character like so real and so accurately Hmm. it made no sense like how can you i was like this has to be a couple you know uh but turns out it's not the writer uh is 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 a single writer uh credited and it's a man and i was like how (laughs) how (laughs) not sure anyway it's an incredible movie i performances of these two actors i i hope think they they're gonna you know be nominated for an oscar if not win it Hmm. um so so good such good performances. Scarlett Johansson is a very interesting uh, actor because she it feels like she I was talking to Devs about this. Like I get an impression that she's really into more indie artsy films. Like that's what she is personally right. into. But she's just like such um she just has this such strong presence. You know, she's beautiful, she she like she will stand out in a crowd, this person, and because of that. She was just cast as lead in big blockbuster movies. She couldn't escape it, right? She's in Avengers. Like she, she cannot not be in Avengers. She like, but she wants to do these more low key, subtle movies. So it's a very interesting actor because she's right. you know one of the most famous actresses ever uh, in big leading roles. But she also makes weird ass movies. <laughs> like Under the Skin was one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen, hmm. and this movie feels very much like a indie. Again, more subtle, low-key movie. Um, and Adam Driver is the best thing ever. I, I, he's incredible. Nice. <laughs> Not necessarily as an actor. Adam Driver, the the person, the it's an incredible <laughs> thing to see. <laughs> I love Adam Driver. He's so unconventional, but again, also has such a strong presence. Mm-hmm. Adam Driver cannot I
1: was be... Gonna- oh go subtle (laughs) okay (laughs) interesting uh his ted talk was pretty good too
0: yeah yeah (laughs) so it's definitely i think he as an actor he doesn't have that wide um what do you call like range Mm -hmm. he is adam driver and every character that he plays is just a variant on adam driver so (laughs) if you if you want you could see this you could see Kyler going through a divorce. Uh,
1: you know, <laughs> show title. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I feel like the world sort of doesn't appreciate those kinds of actors enough. Yeah. Don't you feel like that? that, like, is, that is, I, I feel that is, like people really value actors who can sort of shape shift and be totally different. But I really appreciate an actor that's like, no, like, this is the thing I'm good at. And you know it's not gonna be as much of a surprise when you see their performance but it's like it's almost like a a gauge of quality like you know and it's it's almost like yeah like that that character has some kind of name but it's like i'm going to see my friend adam driver and in this kind of setup i i found very much the same way with um oh gosh what's the name of this movie um it's like a French movie with the guy in a wheelchair. Untouchables or whatever.
0: Oh, interesting. I haven't seen this movie.
1: What, you haven't seen this movie? No. Oh my goodness. Okay. Add this to okay, your right. list. Should I? <laughs> You cool. you you have to. It was the best movie of the year, the year that it came out. And interesting. This like this film is a masterpiece. Uh, so I
0: was searching for untouchables and that's the uh,
1: movie, not Intouchables. Intouchables. The eye. Yeah. um okay anyways watch that that movie but like the um, sort of like the main character not the guy in the wheelchair the other one um he has he's like plays the same character in basically every movie that you see from him but it's like if you if you watch this one uh which i think is probably like the best one um and you're like oh my gosh this is so good like i want more go see that guy's other movies because it's sort of like other stories with that same character in it. <laughs> so wow. yeah, uh, I really like. Yeah, that. add
0: it to the list. Hey, sub recommendation. Yeah, cool. So just to roles. finish off uh, this this thing, this recommendation um, again. I mentioned. I think writing and the performance are take the, the you know the, the 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 big stars here. Um, just the, the writing, the fact that I mentioned this writer director. I think it's the same director and writer. The fact that they could. Write a believable, like he could write believable in realistic two sides of a story, right? That's really hard mm-hmm. to do and requires a level of self awareness. Like, you know, like if you're going through a breakup or a bad divorce, it's very easy to make the other person the villain in this story, right? And this works for both, anyway, right? Uh, anyway, uh, but also just basic cinematography. Again, this movie is incredible. There, there's like this one. Seen actually, they use the same trick twice in where they're talking, uh, like their lawyers are talking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the lawyers are the only ones talking because you're not going to allow the client to mess up and like <laughs> say stupid shit. So the two main characters are in silence, um, and the lawyers are talking, but the camera is always on their faces. So it's like the lawyers are talking for them. The lawyers oh, are talking. That's so like, really good bad shit about the other person like oh yeah well your client did this and this uh. and cheated on this and you it's just focus on the characters who are not speaking and they are it's just focus on their their reaction they're just acting with their fates. Mm-hmm. and it's so it's it's such an effective uh trick um again i could talk about for, you know for, about this movie for hours <laughs> that's awesome. go watch it netflix i was going to say it's free oh. again <laughs> but it's not <laughs> free but it's on netflix uh cool 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 cool. sweet (sighs) insert outro follow us on twitter at layoutfm follow me on twitter at rafahari follow kevin on twitter at (laughs) vernalkick. find the show notes for this episode uh, on our website that's layout.fm you can also find links to every other episode or links to subscribe on your favorite (laughs) podcatchers um what happened to that word people stop using that it always sounded
1: weird to me but I yeah it's it. no good don't use it you know <laughs> yeah,
0: okay <laughs> damn uh and uh, this show is part of the spec fm network it's a network of podcasts and other resources um especially uh, tailored for developers and designers i guess so if you're looking for more shows to listen to um you're gonna find good ones at spec.fm What kind of
1: song is that?
0: That's the that's the Stranger Things Upside down. Oh, really? I mean, I can't I Isn't it like, like dun,
1: dun dun dun?
0: That's like the synth a, after, but like it starts with a Oh, okay. Oh,
1: okay. Okay, yeah. Dun, yeah dun, 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 okay, got it. Got <laughs> it.
0: Anyway, I all right. I'm here. Here's, like If I had to write a review for this, which I tried on Letterboxd, <laughs> yeah, I'm which at by right the way, <laughs> it's like my, my, my goal for 2020 is keep logging every movie that I watch on uh, Letterboxd, but also try, you know, make an effort to write a review as well, even if it's a mm-hmm. short one. Um, Not because I want to be, you know, I want to get those followers, but more because I, I want to go through this exercise of like, actually, however you feel or think about this movie, Transform that into a cohesive right. sentence that you can easily.
1: <laughs> True. That is so difficult these days. I feel like w- Yeah. We've gotten so good at like kind of summarizing everything down to like the single word reaction of like amazing. Fantastic. Stupid. Right? Like yeah. It's kind of like we've right. we've lost the vocabulary to be able to talk about something.
0: I know. Uh yeah. So hey wide wide- rank, wide appeal to the to the masses, like maybe let's try write more reviews I like it um actually whatever don't if you don't want to <laughs> whatever <laughs> anyway so but if I had to summarize how I feel about this movie here it is uh it' it's a movie that uh especially if you don't know what it was what's about with the premise but i again, I watched the trailer, so I knew some things, but it still surprised me, but it's a movie that grabs you as it starts and it never like let's go like mm-hmm. it always grips you in this you have no moment to like breathe or like get distracted a little bit like there's no ups and downs it's a constant level of it's like climax i guess like it keeps you gripped to the to the screen throughout the whole journey and while doing so it navigates between like comedy in horror, in shock, in, in in just beauty in the end, in sadness in the end. end. It navigates through all of these styles right. and all of these emotions while keeping a constant level of quality. It's not like, you know, in the comedy bits, it was like kind of goofy, but then sure, it got better when it went to the horror genre part of the movie. Like, no, it kept you, yeah. just kept keeps being good. Throughout the whole thing.
1: Yeah. And I felt like at every moment I was kind of like, I have no idea where this is going. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. kind of like, I'm so like, I'm so bought in. you know, <laughs> like keep it going. Like, wh- where is this going with all of this?
0: I, if the movie is, it's not that it's bad, but it, if I have like space mental space as i'm watching a movie if i have mental space available which is most movies uh, this is a very weird just metaphor but if i have like available space in my mind as i'm watching a movie what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna try to like be one step ahead of the movie right like oh i bet the character is gonna do that thing oh i bet he's the bad guy like oh i Mm -hmm. bet you know I'm, i'm trying to think ahead i'm trying to figure it out um and I do this very often, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out the movie. I'm trying to be smarter than the director. Uh, in this movie, I had no time to think right. about things. At no point I was like, mm, you know what? I guess mm, maybe it's the maid. Like, no, nothing. Like I was always just consuming, just, you know, just living that experience. I yeah. was never trying to be one step ahead. Cause I just, I didn't have the room, the space to do that, the time, I guess. Um, one thing that I also want to say and it's interesting that we've been talking for this for like 5 minutes and we haven't spoiled anything so cool. <laughs> um but so I guess I'm going to no I can still talk a bit more without spoiling. Um another thing that I have to say in which is not as it's a bit unusual for me uh, the fact that this is a South Korean movie um with not only with you know South Korean actors but also you know the setting um just the basic the, you know the dialogue the language I had the fact that I was so I'm so detached from that um space right that the acting like is not as distracting for me I can't really see through the acting I have no way of knowing if the way they're talking if that's like real believable or oh, it's just like okay, silly right, you can see they're acting yeah, yeah. I have no idea what kind of like facial like ticks you know that culture is is very common or not i have no idea so i'm like totally buying all that Mm. stuff on the other end of the spectrum when i watch a portuguese movie it's so cringy (laughs) it's so cringy that i just
1: can't right Um, yeah so you know and also i'm always in the favor of unknown actors like i'm a -hmm. i'm a huge fan of that of like i don't know who these people are great like this makes me connect and relate to the people so much more than it's like, oh, there is Adam Driver, like, as good as he is or whatever, you know, that it's like, I can tell that it's a person that I know.
0: When you're watching a famous actor, it's an extra layer of, uh, you know, between you and being totally immersed. Yeah, and if they're really good,
1: they make you forget about it, but sometimes they don't.
0: And there are actors that I, I just can't. Like... Tom Cruise will always be Tom. Like I, I know that Tom Cruise running. You know, right. like I can't. Yeah. So, like Harrison Ford is another one. Like th- that's Harrison Ford. Like what are well, you talking Harrison about? Harrison Ford you
1: know? is clearly Han Solo.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's Han Solo being the president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, to go back to Parasite, uh, and I guess we can spoil. We can sound the spoiler horn right now. I'm not going to do the sound effect. Just hey. We're gonna spoil the movie. If you haven't seen it, please, please, please stop listening to this and go see it. Yeah, that's um, really so you've been warned. The whole movie. There was only one scene that I wasn't sure what it meant. What it was like, I wasn't sure what what the point of that scene was. And this is a, a movie like it's a very uh, conservative about the. Well, it's it's time. I feel like every single scene is setting up something else. It's like every every single scene has a point mm-hmm. to it. Um, do you want to try to guess what scene? Like I don't know. Like what what part of the movie was a well, bit can, more... Well,
1: I can tell you calmly? the scene that I didn't like as much as the other ones. Okay. So, I want to hear it. Um, for me, it was... And I have watched this like a couple of weeks ago, so some of the mm-hmm. <laughs> details may be a little bit fuzzy. Sure. But... um for me, it was the scene when the, um, the sun like, <laughs> sees the, the light patterns or whatever, um, and then finds out that, like, oh, my dad is, like, still buried in there, and then he writes him a letter or whatever, something like that, um, hmm. and says, like, oh, like, buy this place at some point, and then, then you see later on, oh, yeah, like, he does, um, and then it does the kind of, like, switching of like oh no never mind um i feel i felt like that part of the movie it's like i think it's the director wanting to be too clever to be like interesting double triple turns out (laughs) yeah um and i felt like that was a bit over the top for me like it could have ended before that and it would have been like great like you went in you did what you had to do you gripped my attention and then you like you left it there and then that would have been like awesome um i felt like the ending dragged on a little bit too much where it was like just trying to get you that sort of turn the triple turns out payoff but i felt like it was not really necessary I can
0: see that. I, like, I, I didn't I think can, it was
1: I, bad, but I, yeah, it just felt like maybe a bit too much. Like t- trying to just like cram everything in as much as possible.
0: No, that, that I think that yeah, that is valid. I can see that. I, it didn't land it that way with me. I, I, I enjoyed actually that that last part because it, it, we we go through, we go through a bunch of like I said like styles. You know, more comedy, more goofy, whatever, and then horror, shock. You know, gore. We mm-hmm. go through these like. generous of movies and then in the end it's not necessarily a generous it's it's more like in the end we just have a two quick shots of like beauty and sadness and it does Mm -hmm. end in sadness and it's that last like triple turns out you know because so the whole thing is as you see that the the son sees the you know the morse code thing and so gets a letter he's running home like, after he, like, got the message, the code of the message, he's running home. He, like, he gets home, and, like, the, even the mom says, hey, is that you? He's like, yeah, 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 Like, he had no time to lose. He gets home, and he starts writing the letter to his dad. Um, and, and then he's, like, narrating the letter. So we go through the whole letter. And the letter starts as, like, hey, I see you. You're alive. It's great. You know what? I'm going to graduate and I mean, I'm going to go to college in the first place, and I'm going to graduate. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to make money. I'm going to buy this place, and I'm going to. And I think as he is going through these steps, both the audience and that character, and it's like in real time as he's telling this story. And by the way, we're seeing the story, you know, uh, in the screen. Um, I think at the same time, both the audience and the, the character realize that actually, this is not realistic. Like, we, actually, this is not going to happen. Because the whole movie is, you know, sure, like, crazy premise, crazy things that would happen. Like, it's Mm -hmm. a movie. You don't really nitpick, like, how accurate or real or if that would be possible in the first place or not. But at that point, I think that's when it crosses that line on purpose. Mm -hmm. Because that point, I'm like, well... I mean, how long would that take? Like, uh, how long, Are we talking like 10 years, 20 years? And like, how would the dad survive 10, 20 years in that basement? Like, at that point, we, the audience, are like, actually, no, I don't believe this would actually happen. Yeah. Also, the dad would know they're there and they were just hanging out in the backyard and like not rush to the basement and see, hey, dad, we're here. He just let him walk out and like and meet them, which is this very beautiful scene. But totally not realistic so at the end of the letter we all know oh actually this is not realistic actually this is not going to happen so he just says like you know so long like i think and he's sad by the way the character as he Mm. finishes the letter he's so sad and down which is very you know opposed to how he started writing a letter with like this rush of excitement he know his father is alive he know where the father is and like it's a, such a contrast in that it reminded me of that scene in Up. You know, we go through the whole
1: mm-hmm.
0: emotion, like the whole...
1: Yeah, the um, ups and downs.
0: Yeah. So it reminded me of that. And by the way, the movie ends with the same shot as it starts, which mm-hmm. is like panning in the in the window and then panning down to the character. Although the movie starts, it's summertime, it's sunny out, and it ends, it's nighttime, and it's winter. winter it's cold yeah. out. So that whole contrast of how it starts and how it ends, I thought it was beautiful and yeah, so that was sad. And yeah, I, I, I was I was pretty pretty happy with it. Okay, that,
1: so I'm guessing it. I didn't get the scene right. <laughs> so which scene was the scene that you felt, um, I don't know, like so, was out of place?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've gone through the exercise of trying to figure it out. So I think now the scene is not bothering me as much as it did when I watch it. But it was the whole scene when they... The family is at the fancy home uh, when they when the owners go to, to the camp thing and they're all in the living room drinking mm-hmm. and eating, mm-hmm. and which was like, okay, cool. I mean, it, it's good to see them like out of place. This is clearly not their habits at their natural environment, mm-hmm. uh, but they're like enjoying that and they're like imagining each other what it would be like to live in this place. And by the way, that's when they introduced that idea of like, maybe he could buy this place one day, you know? Um and then it's the whole when the dad flips and like you know almost punches his wife, and and then he's like, "Ha, got you! Totally got you!" Um, and they all laugh. And that whole scene was so uncomfortable. And throughout the whole movie, it felt like that is very out of character. Like, mm-hmm. what was what was that point? Was he kidding? Was he not kidding? Was he? what <laughs> um and so i think i i think i got it um i mean, I still think it could be executed a bit better but i think that that whole scene the point of having that scene is if you did not have that scene in the end when the dad picks up the knife and kills the mr park that wouldn't be you wouldn't buy it as an audience like he wouldn't do that so that that scene when he threatens to punch his wife is because his wife was like saying that he's a cockroach and, Oh, he wouldn't have the guts. And like, he's cause that's the thing he, he deals with the whole movie. Like people like looking or talking him down, like mm-hmm. he's weak. He's a coward. He is poor. He smells. That was like the trigger.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like all of these things, they keep adding up and adding up and bottling up uh, yep. throughout the whole movie. And I think you needed that scene to see oh, a small comment from his wife is enough to trigger him in a way to get violent. Yeah. And didn't punch her, but, you know, maybe he could. He was close. So if you buy that, then at the end, when again, emotions are, you know, all time high and he's ready to burst, and it's a very, you know, <laughs> it's a crazy scene in again that the the mr park you know being uncomfortable and uh, with the smell although it's not his smell but like that was that was uh you know that was the, the straw that broke camel's back and so yeah but again that whole scene it was still kind of weird to me i was like where is this coming from whoa whoa yeah uh, um yeah.
1: also like on the flip side i think for me um like the the scene the kind of like shock factor of the scene where um the the dad like kills the other father or whatever um i mean the movie like makes it sort of a surprise but uh, having watched other korean movies this was totally not a surprise like the, <laughs> like this is a, a thing that is And I am so not the world expert on Korean movies, but um, I have watched a few Korean movies and in a lot of them, this is like a big part of like the reveal at the end is like this sudden uh, violence. I was kind of like when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, like checks out, you know, (laughs) kind of makes sense. Um, So. Yeah, like that was that was interesting how like for me the just having watched kind of enough sort of Korean movies in that similar genre I guess um was like okay yeah like that is that that is how they do things. Um <laughs> also one thing I was talking to a friend of mine who speaks Korean um and she was saying that uh in a couple places in the movie uh the translation didn't match up with what they were actually saying for real uh oh, in korean um so they've actually like translated some um some references uh to like westernize them a little bit oh. so when they talk about how they can't connect to like whatsapp um right it, that's it it's not whatsapp like i i forget you told me like there's a name of like whatever the app that they use there um oh my god but it, it I is thought different of that, by the way <laughs> yeah um so that is like kind of an interesting thing as well like in terms of internationalization of a movie um i'm not sure how i feel about it like on one hand it's like it helps the audience connect a little bit better in the same way that like um the pixar movies do that a lot in um inside out like when they show sports like in uh canada they show like Uh, people playing hockey versus in Europe. They show, I think, people playing soccer or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, So, you know, there's other movies who do this. But I also think that it's like... It kind of assumes that the audience maybe is going to be a little bit dumber than they are. It's like... We could figure it out, you know, what it is by just seeing the movie. But could we? Well, I mean... I think yeah. you can use your imagination and deduction to kind of piece it together. Um, cause I think if you're going to do something that's like, I don't know, that feels like culturally like representative of, of what yeah. you're trying to, trying to show, like, do you have to kind of dumb down and sort of like change all the references? It's like, I don't know. I feel like this might be a case by case basis. And also to yeah. me, th- like, where I draw a, a line is, like, this is not a movie for children. Like, I feel like, you know, <laughs> for the Pixar movies, it's like, yeah, sure. Like, it's going to be kids who are going to watch this. They're probably not going to have that same sense of understanding. But for this, I think this is a movie that aims pretty high, although it's still very accessible, like, for that kind of movie. Like, to, like oftentimes, I find, like, the quote-unquote best movie of the year is, like, not necessarily a movie that, like, will appeal to the general population. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like this is kind of a movie that could appeal to a lot of people. Um, and maybe this is why, like, they're going with this and, like, the mm. kind of changing changing up the references. But anyways, I thought this was interesting and kind of, like, was another kind of dimension um, to the conversation that I wasn't aware of. So thanks, Stella.
0: <laughs> I... Yeah, that's super interesting. And now I wonder, like, how much did I not miss, but how much was I, you know, played? Um, I think I'm okay with 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 uh, directors uh, doing this. If first, if it's not a plot point, mm-hmm. right? Uh, if it's just detail, just uh, like you know, world building things. Um, if the plot doesn't rely on you knowing that. Um, and and second, if it doesn't, if it's if it doesn't con you know contradict itself in a movie like if they were to say look at this whatsapp and then they open the app and it's like a different icon and totally different like it's clearly not whatsapp then i would be like wait what like you're wrong like you just got it wrong it's a mistake um so it, what i'm trying to say is if i don't notice it i'm okay <laughs> with it <laughs> right. the whatsapp was like i remember thinking like do they use whatsapp for huh <laughs> but i didn't you know question any further yeah. <laughs> just that's yeah interesting interesting um yeah the whole movie uh is is so um and again i don't know if if, it, if it, the fact that it's a, you know a north korean production if it, if it played a role in this but it's so different in every small thing yeah um and i think it, in some cases i think it's going for that it's going for the making you one Comfortable, like it's something mm-hmm. is you know just not even even like the sex scene even the sex scene is like it's it's very real it's very believable thing but like there's enough like that paired with the fact that they're you know the the family is right there hidden and like it's it's a bit unsettling some things you know
1: yeah
0: um and you kind of have that feeling like you're a bit uncomfortable the whole movie a bit on edge a bit something's off um just, Which I think is for, you know, it's on purpose. It's yeah, I think, it,
1: I think it's a sign of just like a great director that like yeah. everything, it feels like things happen for a reason, like that everything's placed, everything's yeah. been like thought of that it, it's just like yeah. everything kind of falls in place in the way that other movies sometimes feel like it's just like, oh yeah, that's just how it happened that day. Like, this felt like everything is very meticulous and yeah just absolutely, um absolutely yeah i can really appreciate it i feel like it's like with this film you have your money's worth right like it's movie making at its best and it's not perfect like don't get me wrong it's not perfect but it's so enjoyable at many levels and you can like read a lot into it or you you don't have to like i think you can enjoy this movie on like at the kind of first la- first layer first yeah. level and be totally Very fine accessible. and then if you if you want to go deeper and this movie has depth that you can get into which I think is really mm-hmm. interesting
0: uh notice like the even the it's not the last twist but the um, the birthday party scene mm-hmm. uh with a cake mm-hmm. in where like that was <laughs> in in the whole movie there's two occasions in where it's hinted at this moment tragic moment that happened in the little boy's life like something happened uh in the beginning it was like the the mom is just so shocked about that like how do you know like that was a big thing uh and then the second time they mention it is they explain it so what we know at that point is that the kid uh went to have cake and he was eating cake and he saw a quote-unquote ghost, which we know who that ghost is. Mm -hmm. It's the man in the basement. Um, And this was a traumatic event. The kid uh, went into a... He went into a state. He had to reach the hospital in 15 minutes. That's like how long he had, otherwise he could not make it. So now we know what happened, uh, and you know the stakes. The stakes is if this happens, the kid only has like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. to get to the hospital, otherwise he could die. And so at that end scene, the birthday scene... Um, that exactly thing happens. Like they bring out the cake, and there's this one subtle line of, of dialogue in where it says, "Oh, isn't that the same cake as like the traumatic event?" And the mom says, "Yes, but like he needs this. We need to do this in order right. to like try to, you know, untraumatize the child." <laughs> so we know the stakes. You know, oh shit, it's the same cake as that day, and then the ghost, the same ghost, yeah. comes running out, all bloody with a knife kills his you know stabs his mom or whatever in front of the kid like so traumatic and then we have the whole thing like grab the car keys because we now we know we know the stakes we know we know what's going on the kid has 15 minutes to get to the hospital so we also understand why getting the car keys is so important and also why the dad is kind of like neglecting the fact that, hey, by the way, there's like a murderer here yeah. and he's still stabbing people? And this is where like, you like... should we focus like, on this one thing first and then yeah. maybe find your car keys? Like, no. Because his child's life is also, you know, in, in danger. Yes. So we... All of that I, shit was like set up so masterfully. Yeah. You know, you have all the required, you know, exposition, all the, 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 the plot you know, the, the details that you need to fully understand that scene.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like putting all these, like, dominoes in place and whatever. And then just, like, tipping it off. And we're like, there yeah. we go. <laughs> um, and at
0: that moment, in where all this crazy shit is happening. And, like, sure, it's traumatic and gory and shocking in a way. But part of me feels happy that, oh, but at least, like, he's the bad guy. Like, our characters, you know, the family they're the victim here as well you know like mm-hmm. at least this whole thing like people in the basement taking pictures with their phone and having proof at least at, at least this whole conflict will be resolved by the fact that well it's a murderer whatever like it's, it's the murderer's fault like you know, they are also victims and as soon as i finished you know uh, as i'm <laughs> feeling <thought>. this <laughs> the dad stabs you know so it's yeah. like damn it Wow. And wow. It, it's this interesting
1: journey. commentary too on like the two different classes that these people are yes. are in, right? Like where it's like and it's this I think done again super well that it, it it's not this black and white kind of argument, right? Like it's like the um, our, our family <laughs> is uh uh like the less wealthy people. It's like his daughter just like Got stabbed, right? It's the daughter yeah. that got stabbed, right? Um, yeah. And the other one has his children. And the who, and his his son is his dead. his son is dying or whatever. And it's like this fighting. It's like you can totally understand the rich dad for wanting the keys, right? Of yeah. like, of course, like you were in in this position, you'd want it. But if you were on the the side of the other dad, you'd be like, "What kind of monster could ask me for this in this moment?" yeah it's
0: just like i said with the with marriage story being able to write both perspectives without making one one of them the villain and the other one the hero yeah they're both heroes in their own story and they're both villains in their own story in the other you know other perspective um like at no point i felt like the 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 family that we're following is the the heroes like they do weird shit that i'm like dude you know don't that's i'm not on your side like First, you, you killed a woman, but yeah. then you didn't, but then actually you did. And, you know, you're doing, this is wrong. Like, it's not, it's not like a Robin Hood type of situation, you know, steal from the rich to give to the poor. Like, no, like you crossed that line, I think. Yeah. Um. Like, you fired this poor woman just to get a job, you know, the, the 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 old maid. Like, and she's going through a rough time. Like, you, you know, you are not heroes in this story. Um. So at no point I'm like, rooting fully for any character Mm -hmm. like also the the rich family like sure they're rich and like you know rich people are weird and they do crazy stuff and and they're not saints and they have flaws and they're kind of assholes sometimes but also who isn't you know like you know it's i never saw them as villains in the story um like the 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 daughter the the rich family's daughter um we we noticed that oh she totally like she casts a spell with this other, with a tutor, English tutor, which by the way, we know it's exactly what happened with the previous, yeah. like the friend, previous, because <laughs> he was in love with her. And when he was like, I'm going to ask her to to be my girlfriend when she gets in college or whatever, which is exactly the same thing that happened with the other guy. So there's a, I think that's enough to create a pattern like, oh, maybe she is the person like, you know, controlling this relationship. Right. Mm. Um, and she's doing the same to this person as she did to the previous tutor um i have two things i want to say well first i'm just gonna have one more out two, of the so. okay cool so i'm gonna go one and the one okay. last one and we're gonna to go to sleep <laughs> um another thing i just don't, i just want to mention this is a quick one is just how beautiful the movie looks yes um the, the, the that the rich family's house that house is incredible yeah incredible like i want that house i want to live there um also i i found out that they've that whole house is a set they built that house yeah they built that set for Mm -hmm. the movie which i think i'm not sure if it makes it more or less impressive but anyways it it is a lot more impressive
1: there's an article actually on um letterboxd of how they chose to specifically design the house this way to get certain shots where you had to be able yeah. to see certain people, but not be able to see others. And so everything's been sort of like meticulously designed to like fit the kind of story that they wanted to tell, which I think is just see, genius. Wow. Yeah. yeah
0: that is incredible. Amazing. And because it's so easy to design something that is convenient for the movie, like think any living room, any set in a sitcom or, you know, whatever in <laughs> where like, think of friends apartments. like, wait so there's this wall in where there's nothing in it you know like one side of the house there's nothing in it they're never you know they never have their backs facing the camera like wow what kind of house is this um that is a you know that that's something they could go with with that route like just being convenient for the for the particular camera shots you know the shots that you want to, but uh, i don't think so like even the living room which is like clearly there's one side that has nothing in it like no furniture no whatever you're know, like that's kind of silly uh but also not really cuz you can see that it, it lets in a lot of sunlight so like you kind of want that big glass wall right and like there's nothing in it so you can see the the view so it's believable as a as a house and that's why i guess it was you know that's why it's so impressive like cuz it never felt like uh it never felt like a like a like a a set, like a, a set built for this. I, I Honestly, as I was watching the movie, I thought, oh, this is a real house, Yeah. which is incredible, but yeah.
1: Apparently, they got um really expensive furniture <laughs> to put inside the, the house, and there was a thing while they were filming that they were like, do not scratch anything because they're just renting this furniture, and they're like, this is insanely expensive.
0: <laughs> I've read that the little trash can, I don't know if you noticed, but if you it was one of those you know you step on the little thing and the the lid goes up Okay. and then if you step out uh it like it closes very slowly mm-hmm. has some kind of like hydraulic system mm-hmm. so it doesn't you know make some sound yeah um and apparently that trash can uh uh costs uh 2500 oh. so uh, you know the crew <laughs> was like please don't break that and yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a it's not a prop it's a real <laughs> thing um uh, so yeah what was the thing you were Okay, so
1: my thing is a small thing, but because we are a design podcast, <laughs> <laughs> uh I think this is interesting to to look at, um which is the the poster for this film. I oh, think interesting. is interesting. Like uh, and there are things about it that I like, there are things about it that I don't like. I think visually speaking, it's it's really pretty good, maybe except for like the little like red I guess it's a balloon. I'm trying to like <laughs> zoom in here to the website. because um, it's a pretty small uh, thumbnail, but um but anyways you kinda see like the the family or at least you see the, the dad and the um the son. You see the rock. You see the the um our hero family has black bars versus the rich family has white bars. And you can kind of see like half of the
0: wow
1: the the sister (laughs) inside with the white bar, Um, and then you can you can see the legs. So it's actually like the poster is spoiling a lot about this movie, (laughs) a lot a lot of stuff. Wow. Um, But the detail that I think is interesting is the uh, parasite, the word mark, (laughs) which if you like pay attention, this is. A mix of serif uh, serif type face this. and a sans serif so type cool. face yeah. and it's wow. sort of this I think this beautiful idea that they are tr- so good. Huh? yeah they are trying to make themselves pass as something that they're not and like in some aspects like it's working better than others but it's very hard to hide like who you actually are right um so I just think like this is just really cool. <laughs> it's uh, like all the details, like everywhere, have been so carefully thought out. Wow!
0: Uh, yeah, I never so really like looked, looked awesome. closely at the poster. It's awesome. Wow! Yeah, there's so much in here. Um, wow! Yeah, cool, cool detail. So okay, so the last thing I wanted to talk to you about is like the title parasite Mm -hmm. um at first um i was like oh they mean like you know that's like one 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 um derogative term that maybe rich people attribute to uh you know low-income quote-unquote the low-life people and so they're like parasites of society and that's like a uh, you know like a that's how what you call those people like they live off the system the government whatever um but then i was like actually I don't know. I didn't feel like it. Um, then I thought, you know what? <laughs> you know what I think the parasite is. The parasite. It could also be oh, because it's the family. Because they're you know they're 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 putting themselves in inside this place where they don't belong, and they're feeding off this rich people's life and home, literally, and mm-hmm. you know food. And then you know the exploding brain meme. This is me going through the thing. <laughs> yeah. And so like galaxy. <laughs> the brand. last level. Last level is like, I think this is where I landed. I mean, I wanna know what do you think. I think the parasite is a rock because the rock is like what kind of? I don't believe it triggered any of the the events that happened in the movie because one can you know I think there's enough room to speculate if there was actually any like spiritual energy thing from that mm. rock. Uh, because again, everything happened right after the rock enters this. Um family's life uh but i think the rock is the parasite here because the rock did at one point the son uh say like he's holding the rock when they're at the gym um and he said that the rock is like you know crawling like gripping him like the rock is hugging him in a way or whatever because it's like why are you hugging the rock and like no the rock is like hugging me or whatever i forget the exact Hmm. line and so i feel like the rock is that parasite What do you think?
1: (laughs) I mean, I think the the rock thing is an interesting theory. I'm not sure that I fully buy it. Um, I would need a bit more convincing. But yeah, I think in this case, I saw it as like the simplest explanation is like the family is a parasite. Like they are like, I think in nature, I think and I hope I'm not wrong about this, but I think like in part of like ecosystems, like um, for example, like in with like the sharks and like whatever, um, they, there are some parasites that kind of live off of someone else. But the the thing is they kind of need each other (laughs) in this way. Like the rich people needs this family because they don't know how to yeah, you know, run a house, right? I th- just um,
0: just as a disclaimer, I think you're thinking I think there's another word for oh, that. What is like it? it's it's like it's like the, the birds who clean crocodile's teeth, right? So yeah, it's like, something like this. There's like a win win no, mutual So here's the definition of parasite. An organism that lives in or on an organism of another species, its host, and benefits by deriving nutrients at the other's expense. Yeah. So there's not a like a mutual beneficial relation here. It's like you are feeding off another organism.
1: Yeah, that can be true. I, I can also see how that can be interpreted in a similar way. Like,
0: <laughs> Here's another one. Another definition. A person who habitually relies on or exploits others and gives nothing in return. <laughs> so that's a parasite. Like fair Parasite enough. is not the mutual beneficial thing.
1: Okay, fair well. enough. But uh, I don't know. What... I'm not. I'm not. I'm still not sure about the rock thing, but because
0: here's why I want to believe this theory of mine that the rock is a parasite. Because if the rock is not the parasite, what the hell is the point of the rock? Like, because again, like I said, it it it's vague enough that some people can just justify all of these events on the rock. Like, oh, the rock had spirits, some dark energy, and made this happen. Um. But even then, even if that's what they're going for, which I don't, I don't want to believe that's it. Like they spent a lot of time on the rock, like way more than I think it deserved. Like we we see the whole rock in the beginning. We see like the kid, the kid clearly has like a a different type of relation with that, like an obsession with a rock. It's the one thing he saves from the flood. Um, He also like, uh, didn't he, no, it's at the end. Like didn't he put the rock in the lake somewhere? Like whatever. I don't that's remember the end. the end that never happened. <gasps> Shit. Um, <laughs> and and also the kid died by yeah. the rock. <laughs> the rock killed the kid. Um, so like if that rock, if that's all, uh, I don't know. If I need, I need something for that rock to make it deserve and own its screen time. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's like. It gets the title, the movie title, then that would be enough for me. That would make it okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would need to watch it a second time to really be able to tell. Yeah. But yeah, I felt like the the rock is this kind of like sort of the the thing that starts or kicks off the story that makes you feel like does the rock have anything to do with this? And then it's like I don't think it actually does, but it's. Like the rock is sort of like a a metaphor for something else, I think. But
0: it's all on you. Maybe that's the genius of the rock. Because like the rock is a blank canvas for the audience to fill with whatever they think. Mm -hmm. You know, they think it is. So people might think, oh, because the rock had some dark magic energy because the rock was a bad omen because or because the rock is the parasite like people like me like it's a blank canvas for you to attribute whatever you need but it's clearly important but at no point the movie itself makes a judgment call at no point the movie tries to tell you what the rock is like at no point a character said like oh i bet it's all their rock you haven't you know it's in our lives like you haven't Let go of it since we got here, or whatever. Like at no point, any character even acknowledges the rock, except that one line that I mentioned before, in where the dad just acknowledges, like, "Hey, why are you hugging, holding that rock?" And the (laughs) kid says something like, "No, the rock is kind of holding me." That was it, which is also very vague, and I think it still keeps that page blank for you to fill with whatever you, you want. Interesting, fascinating. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> movie of the
1: year yeah totally like i need to watch this again i think it'll be really interesting
0: yeah. okay
1: cool i think that was pretty much it
0: yeah that was it uh that was fun i'm so very tired i need to go i need to go <laughs> <sleep>. it <This laughs> was a cool. long day for you it was i'm gonna sleep in and not feel guilty about it